0: God is good. God is moving. Can you say amen? Uh, you know, I feel this whole past couple of weeks that God has been moving, uh, not in the, only in my life, but I feel it as God's moving in other people's lives as well. And so I want to continue on a series on passion. Uh, last week we uh, started a series on passion and uh, it's our text tonight is 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 37. So if you have your Bibles, let's open them to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And so tonight I want to continue with the theme of passion, because I believe that every one of us ought to live a passionate life. Can you say amen? There's nothing nice about a boring, dull Christian. Oh, come on. There's nothing nice about someone who just doesn't have the victory. I mean, come on, we serve a God of victory. Come on. We serve a God that overcame the enemy, defeated death and the grave. We ought to be excited about Jesus Christ. And so I'm talking about passion these next couple of weeks to stir a passion within your soul, to stir something within you that even though what's happening outside, listen, nothing in here, we ought to have this burning desire, this passion that says, you know what, God, I want to do more for you. God, I want to submit myself to you. God, I will do, I'll do anything for you. Come on, that's got to be a heart's desire. Just like John the Baptist, oh I must decrease God you must increase this passion within our souls this passion within our hearts to say God empty rid of me I want to be filled with more of you can you say amen and so passion last week we delved into the true meaning of passion how many can remember the meaning of passion you know most people yeah Hemi what do you think what do you think it is can anyone just shout out yeah yeah to suffer to suffer and so most people refer to passion, they use it with this strong emotion, reflecting this intense desire or this boundless sense of enthusiasm. Whereas the real meaning of passion, which is what Hemi just said, is a willingness to suffer for what you love. If you're making a note, write that down. The real meaning of passion, and if you were to um, google it in uh, right now, passion, the first meaning, it'll come up, it'll bring up the example of the passion of Jesus Christ. And here it is, the definition that changed my perspective on passion was the fact that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had this passion, this willingness to suffer for what He loved. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, listen to this. Looking unto Jesus, this is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross. I mean, He endured the cross. This this, uh, arduous, this painful experience, uh, getting whipped, getting uh, mocked, uh, both physically and also mentally as well. He endured the cross. What passion our Savior had upon Him. What passion that drived Him to do what He loved. And that is what the real meaning of passion is. A willingness to suffer for what you loved. This is where we get the meaning compassion from. The willing to suffer with another. Passion and compassion. God, give us a heart of passion and God, give us a heart of compassion. That we would suffer for what we love. That even though things hurt, even though things are running crazy around us, we will continue to walk and fight the good fight. That is what passion is. It goes beyond your emotions. Come on, somebody. It goes beyond just, you know what, I'm tired. This is passion that moves beyond your emotion. Because there's a willingness to suffer For what you love and so tonight I want to talk about discouragement this is one of the things that will hurt you this is one of the things that will rob you of this fire it'll rob you from your passion and this is discouragement let's read our text tonight it says this I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day For greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. Dwell first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you, stir up. Everyone say, stir up. Yeah, stir it up. Okay. (laughs) The gift of God which is in you. Through the laying on of my hands. For God, listen, has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Can you say power? And of love and of a sound mind. Here in our text, Paul is encouraging Timothy. Timothy, what's in you is a genuine faith, a genuine stirring, a fire and a zeal that was in your grandmother. It was in your mother and now it's in you. And Timothy Don't let that passion, don't let this desire end with you. You got to burn with passion. You gotta have a willingness to suffer for what you love because it's been through generation. Listen, it's got to be passed on to the next. And he's saying, you got to stir it. Come on, you got to get something within you and say, you know what, I need to stoke the fire. It involves some work. It involves getting up in the morning when you don't feel like it. Come on. It involves when you have everything is just going crazy in your mind. Say, the last thing you want to do is pray. But listen, you got to stoke that fire. You got to get in prayer. Say, God, I want to hunger and thirst for more of you. Come on. There's got to be a desire within you that says, you know what? Yes, I may be discouraged. But hey, listen, I need to work at it. I need to stoke that fire. And so he's saying, he's saying, stir it up. Stir up the gift because there's discouragement. Stir it up because there's bad news. Biden just got in. (laughs) Stir it up. Listen, you got to stir up the gift that's within you. We need to be on fire for God. Can you say amen? I mean, we need to be ablaze on fire for Jesus Christ. Come on. Just last week, get this right. Just last week, I was cooking some barbecue. I was was cooking some barbecue, and, uh, you know, my boss gave me this brand new, uh, you know, this barbecue where you have to cook it with coals. And I'm thinking, you know, this is not the gas. This is, all right, you got to light these coals up, and it takes time. It takes a lot of patience. And I'm like, I'm waiting for these coals to burn. I'm waiting for this thing to get going because I'm hungry. I'm like, man, I marinated these chicken wings for, like, how long? (laughs) And so I'm waiting there. I got Layla, like, Layla, this is how you do it, right? okay, this is, get the rocks, yeah, I'm teaching you, I was like, you know what, yeah, this fire, you know, I was like, come on, and so I'm, I'm waiting, and so I see this, you know, this glow at the bottom, I'm thinking, oh man, it's not, it's not happening, so what do I do, I do what every awesome barbecue enthusiastic do, <laughs> you, you grab some petrol, <laughs> I can't believe I'm sharing this right now, <laughs> so what do I do, i, I Thank goodness my little kids weren't watching. I grabbed a bit of this little little sippy cup, and I just went, and I poured a little bit of, you know, over the top of the coals, and guess what happened? It went on fire. But not only did it catch on fire, but the cup that I was holding caught on fire. And then, in my reaction, I was like, whoa. And this thing came on me, man. My hair was on fire. (laughs) My arm was on fire. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to play cool, but there ain't no time to play cool, man. It's like, ah! So I'm like, I'm jumping around. I look like a crazy PNG guy on the balcony, hey, doing some sort of fire dance or something. It's like, but man, I'm telling you, I was on fire. I'm like, I had to take things off. And I'm saying tonight, listen, we need to be on fire for God. Not like what I did, but spiritually, we need to be on fire for God. Come on now. I'm telling you, because if we're not on fire, guess what? There's other things that will be on fire. We'd be burning with passion for the desire for lust. Come on. There's other things that would burn inside of us that take us away from the passion for God. There's other things that burn within us that say, you know what, man, we should be out there in the clubs. Oh, this burning desire to be with someone, this burning desire to get with somebody, this burning. Listen, if we're not burning for God, we're burning for something else. That's why Timothy, you got to stir up the gift that's within you. You got to make it a blaze. You got to get on fire. And Timothy, he's saying, he's encouraging him listen, your faith, it's got to be active. It's got to be fervent. It's got to be enthusiastic. This fire, listen, are you willing to suffer for what you love? Are you willing to walk the narrow path? Amen. Where it's not 50 50, but 100% for Jesus. Are you willing to suffer for what you love, which is heaven, to make it to heaven, despite the difficulties, the pull of the world? The Bible says that if we are friends of the world, we are enemies with God. And I mean, this is a reality here. That's why we got to stir the gift, man. That's why we got to stir that, That uh, we got to stir it up. We got to fan that flame, man. Because I'm telling you, other things will take over and fill us with another passion. And that's why we got to... Uh, you know what, whether this discouragement comes, listen, it will rob you. It will rob you from your passion. And every believer, I don't care how strong you are or how mighty you are, will face discouragement. The dictionary meaning of discouragement means to deprive of confidence, hope or spirit, to dishearten, to distinguish courage. Discouragement is a spirit That injects itself into the life of a believer. The purpose is to rob you of spiritual vitality, to quench the fire of God that's within you, to quench and rob you of your confidence. I mean, discouragement, it can cause a person in a very quick time to go from victory to defeat. I mean, you might be here tonight and you're totally discouraged. I mean, you're sitting here, you're hearing me preach, and you're just like, man, I wish I could be on fire. I'm I'm discouraged. I'm 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 at a point where I'm I'm about to quit. I'm I, I'm I'm giving it away, man. I, you might be here tonight and you're totally robbed of joy. You're here tonight and you're just discouraged. There's a classic story found in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through to 4, and it's a story about Elijah. And I want to read the story to you. It says this, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow, about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough now. Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's. Here is a man. He's like, man, I I just can't do it anymore. This, you know what, uh, I'm going to get killed. My life is under attack right now. I, I just, you know what, God, take my life. You know, uh, Psalmist David was saying, you know, uh, they they mount up to the heavens and they go down to the pits. He's, he's talking about this roller coaster journey with his life. He's like, he's on fire, then he's not on fire. And here it is. Elijah is faced with discouragement. He's robbed. He's been robbed of this vitality and this passion. And this is exactly what happens to him. His faith is gone. His power is gone. He's Energy is gone. He's drained. He's tired. He's fatigued. There's no faith. He's lost his passion. And one of the main reasons in the story is because of discouragement. It's discouragement and fear. I mean fear. Someone said this, fear imprisons. Faith liberates. Fear paralyzes. Faith empowers. Fear disheartens. Faith encourages. Fear sickens. Faith heals. Fear makes useless. Faith makes serviceable. And most of all, fear puts hopelessness at the heart of life while faith rejoices in its God. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 21, look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. As the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you, do not fear or be discouraged. He's saying, Listen, you can enter into your promised land. You can enter into all that God has purposed for your life. And he says these words do not fear or be discouraged. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of a love and a sound mind. This has got to stir our hearts, stir our spirit tonight, because he did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power. I mean, if anything else is causing you to fear, that's obviously something from somewhere else. It's from the enemy to inject fear into your life, inject fear into your marriage, inject fear into your life. But listen, as believers, He didn't give us that spirit. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Let's talk about overcoming discouragement for just a minute. Because the first thing you need to know is this, that God understands. God knows The first thing you need to know is, you know what God sees? Listen, let's go back to the story. 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 5 through 8 says this, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord, again, this angel came and ministered him touched him and said arise eat because the journey is too great for you so we arose and ate and drank and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights listen tonight God knows exactly where you are and he wants to send people to encourage you he wants to send angels to encourage you and this is what God wants to tell us tonight he wants to encourage you if you're here tonight and you're discouraged listen god knows god knows exactly where you are and he wants to encourage you this is why the worst thing to do when you're in discouragement is to get alone can you say amen the worst thing you could ever do is isolate yourself because proverbs chapter 18 verse 1 talks about this it says a man who isolates himself seeks his own desires And he rages against all wise judgment. You see, that's why the lone ranger, listen, he needs to be surrounded with other people. Listen, if you're alone and you're just going through life, listen, don't seek your own desire. You need to seek God. You need to be around people who are wise and will be able to help and encourage you and cause you to stir up the gift that's within you. How do you overcome discouragement? Go back to Revelations. Revelations chapter 2. How do you overcome discouragement? Go back to your first love. How do you, uh, you know what, reignite that passion and the zeal again? Go back to Revelation chapter 2. Jesus writes to a church and says, I see all your good works. I see everything that you're doing. Amazing. Wow. Great. But listen, you're missing something so important. You're missing your first love. And he says, go back to where you've fallen. Repent of the first works and do the first works again. Listen, if you've lost the passion, you got to go back to the place. you got to go back to the place where you lost it. And you got to go back to the place where you remember, what was it like when I first got saved? I mean, can you think about the moment when you first walked into a church and you got saved? And you gave your life to Jesus and there was this passion within you that you just wanted to tell someone else about Jesus. I mean, there was a passion within you that says, man, I, I, I don't know what to do. You're trying to explain it to your friends or your families, but you just can't seem to get the words out. You know what I'm talking about? And it's like, man, you know what? Hey, I can't explain it. You got to experience it because there's a passion in you when you first got saved. And listen, when you, you know what? When you're in the Christian journey for so long, you can get to a point of discouragement. You can get to a point where you just drive. But this is why we got to go back to our first love. We got to go back to Christ. What was the thing that you did when you first got saved? You love to pray. You love to read the Bible. You love to go and witness and stand on the street and street preach and say, man, I used to be this, but God saved me. I'm telling you, we need to get back to the first love and do the first works again because this is how you're going to overcome discouragement. And the last thing to get back in overcoming discouragement is to do what you're called to do. Do what you're called to do. Timothy was encouraged to stir up that the gift that he had received i mean there's something in you that god has put in your life who knows what it is god's called you to do something god's called you to be a part of a ministry god's called you to uh giving you a gift might be in music it might be in teaching god's given you this gift but listen to overcome discouragement you got to do what god had called you to do Because we can be doing all these other things and it might seem good, but all of a sudden it just dies down. Because we're not doing what He called us to do. Go back to your first love. Go back to your calling. It's in the ministering of your calling that you're getting back involved many times will encourage you again. The Bible talks about when we begin to refresh others, we ourselves will be refreshed. That when you begin to minister to someone else, you yourself get ministered to. I don't know about you, but there's been times where I didn't feel like going out and handing out a flyer to someone or even witnessing to someone. But I found this greatest encouragement was, was simply just telling someone about Jesus. I just went out one, uh, one night by myself. I used to work in the city, and I was so discouraged. I went out by myself into the city, and I just decided to street preach, you know, to share my faith, and then I decided to witness to one person. And I found after that night, man, I'm telling you, I was like, something within me just, it, just, it was like the, the shackles were off. It was like uh, God had broken something in my life because I stepped out in, in faith, not fear. I stepped out in willingly knowing, you know what, God, I want something to happen again. What, what was it? What has God called us to do? I remember, uh, you know what, getting involved in ministry, becoming a backup singer and getting involved in in this ministry and I was like you know sometimes I'd get tired but I was called to do it and I found the greatest times where God would refresh me was in my position listen you got to get in position you got to get into a place where it's like you know what God you've called me to do this I know you'll provide that refreshment for me because Jesus says you know what everything comes back to our relationship with Christ he calls this VIP invitation Come me those who are weary those who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you what rest I'm telling you we are so discouraged but listen we're going everywhere to boyfriends to nightclubs to alcohol the last thing we do is ever go back to Jesus but Jesus is calling out come he's calling out come to me you're tired come but man we're playing la 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 it's like no man we need that's why we got to be humble humility put down the pride and ego come on I mean humility to say you know what you're right God I, I man I need to come to you Jesus because it's in the coming to Christ that he's able to refresh us again and it's in that relationship with Jesus no wonder Jesus writes these letters to all the churches in revelations and says you've lost your first love come back come to me He's calling again. Listen, to overcome discouragement has to start at back at one. Brian McKnight sang it. It starts back at one. Yes. God's prescription to Elijah's discouragement was to get back to his calling. Listen to what, um, what he says. God speaks to Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 15 through to 18. Listen to what God says to him. Then the Lord said to him, Go return to your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint Hazael as king. Verse 16, Also you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king, over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphet, of Abel-Meholah, and anoint as prophet in your place. Verse 17, It shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Hazel, Jehu will kill. Whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. Yet I have reserved seven thousand in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Listen, what he's talking about is his return to his calling, that he went out and began to anoint these people. Listen to God, and he get back to his calling. He was able to now be refreshed because he was doing what God had called him in the first place. Listen, for us to be to overcome discouragement is to take our eyes off ourselves and put it on someone else. Uh, you find very quickly your problems don't weigh up to someone else's. And when you begin to minister to someone, when you lend a listening ear without trying to give an answer, when you just listen, I'm telling you, you will be like, man, my problems, ain't, ain't nothing compared to you. And that's why we minister to people. It's true when we minister, he who waters himself shall be watered himself. I'm telling you, it's through the ministering, it's through the serving, it's through uh, doing uh, the first things first, going back to our first love. It's there with this relationship with Jesus, there our hearts are now being stirred with this fresh fire, fresh zeal. I encourage you go and minister to someone else. Psalms 23, and I close with this verse The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. Aren't you glad that God is able to restore your soul? He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sakes. Restore means to bring back to a state of health, soundness, or vigor. I'm telling you, he is the God of restoration. He is able to restore your soul. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads tonight in a word of prayer. Simple message tonight. Overcoming discouragement. Remember, the real meaning of passion is a willingness to suffer for what you love. Jesus was the example himself. He modeled passion. Passion of Christ. That's why they came out with the movie, The Passion of Christ. He had this willingness to suffer for what he loved. Listen, this is what passion means, and that's what I pray for every single one of us. God, give us a burning desire, a passion. That's not just uh, an emotion, but there's something within us, a conviction that says, you know what, even if it hurts, I'll serve. Even if it requires work, I'll serve, I'll, I'll minister, I'll, I'll go out of my way to help someone. Not, not just to get a recognition, but to help someone. That's passion and that is compassion. God help us to be a church that have this real sense of passion that moves beyond emotion. Amen. Hallelujah. You're here tonight, I want to give an invitation. Maybe you're here in this place and your heart isn't right with God. I want to ask you the question. The Bible tells us that it's appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. So here's the question. Where will you go if you were to die tonight? I mean, you think about that for just a minute. If you were to die in your sins and you stand before God on judgment, where would you spend eternity? It's heaven or hell. Jesus spoke more about hell than he did with heaven. Eternity. Jesus spoke about heaven. He goes to prepare a place for us. I want to ask you again, where will you spend eternity, heaven or hell? Maybe you're here tonight and you know your heart's not right with God. You know you're living in sin. I want to encourage you, humble yourself tonight and just come to Jesus. Let him give you eternal life. Jesus in his great love, he died on the cross for God so loved the world that he gave his son.